morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> oh, oh, this is live. Think of like the dumbest cave troll letting you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Dateline, September 26, 2022. Did that sound professional enough? Are we in the big leagues yet? I know we're in the top 50%, something like that. I read that statistic somewhere, and it makes me feel better about what we're doing. 60% of statistics are made up on the spot, but yeah. They do the job of giving me some, the same amount of confidence to come up here and do this. Merce, how are we doing tonight on the Bandit Radio Hour? Facing down death from a hurricane. And he just dubbed his toe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, right when he hit the record button, kicked the table. And we are in a new recording location in an isolated bunker somewhere in southwest Florida. By isolated bunker, I mean back porch of a residence. If, if you look where uh, the, the hurricane's going, or by the time you listen to this, where the, just where the hurricane was, we're somewhere along that line. Now, hang on. All right, all right. Devil's Advocate, where that hurricane... We're talking about uh, Ian, Hurricane Ian, that is about to grace us. And we're, uh, this is Monday night on the 26th at 10 o'clock. We're going to share some updates about it. But Merce had a really good quote about 48 hours ago. He said, well, you know, the first model, the first spaghetti model has it going dead straight for us. So you can, you can sleep safe knowing they're always wrong with the first model. Turns out I was wrong, which is also more part of the course. And the thing is, I bragged about that like the three different people. I shared that little nugget of wisdom. Like, hey, you guys, don't worry. Feel safe. The one time they get it right. Um, yeah, so it, it's running right up Charlotte Harbor with a bullseye aimed at our county. Uh or Manatee County, which is right next door to our county. And uh, if you're in Southwest Florida, we're about to have some fun, people. Uh, it's going to get Western. Yep. Southwestern Florida. Uh, but, yeah, we got Ian coming in. Uh, what, Merce, it's supposed to get up to possibly a Category 3? It's going to get to a 4, but I think it's going to weaken back down before it hits. That'd be cool. In, in theory. What was the last bad hurricane to hit uh, Florida in general? Was it up in the Panhandle like two years ago, three years ago? Uh, yeah, back I can't in, like, remember 2018? which one they got, they got smoked. I know it was before COVID. Like during COVID, no, not all the hurricanes were like, hey, we're going to take it easy. And not, yeah, not they're quarantined. Yeah, they, they were under quarantine. <laughs> they didn't want to spread it around. Now, now that Biden declared it's over, they, they can all come in now. Ma- masks are off. And uh, to, it's actually uh, open immigration just for... Uh, hurricanes. I was hoping DeSantis would send him to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> we might send this one back to Texas if we're lucky. Uh, uh, we're burning in hell. Uh, but uh, Technically, they're showing after it goes across Florida, it's going to go on up the East Coast, so it could still shank and hit Martha's Vineyard. If this isn't... Uh, I don't know what's a more preposterous uh, uh, reality. The fact that all of this might be a simulation... Or the fact that all of this isn't a simulation and it's just randomness that lines up perfectly. Uh, but hell, what was the last one that hit southwest Florida hard, Merce? It was Irma. One Irma? Up, one up the edge. You no, bad, but... I mean hard. I mean like no lube. Hmm. Like you paid for it hard? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking, I, there hasn't been one like that since Charlie, right? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie was a gut check. Yeah, I remember we went to uh, play a different high school team. Like during that, we had like two, what, two to three weeks off school for yeah. just cleanup. 
uh, we were going into high school. Well, it's because this part of the roof of the school was gone. Yeah. Dude, there was people, that was a, wasn't that and the Turner Center an evacuation shelter or a fallout yeah, they, shelter? And the we roof just, was we, peeled off? Yeah, we just went and built this fancy new center that was supposed to be like great up to category. Our small five. town was proud of itself for what it could build on a shiny And then hill. halfway through the storm, it caved in. Yep. And then the people had to make a run for the high school, which was also falling down. One of the newest buildings and most expensive buildings in the county. Just So then we were just the laughing stock on the news of just the building like... I remember our, our football team going and playing another football team. I th- it might have been Port Charlotte. And I remember like, I was like, yeah, we're, we're kick butt. We done survived a hurricane. We're here to play football. I wasn't playing. I was just following the game. And uh, they had an announcement like, we're having a charity drive for all these poor bastards from Soto County. <laughs> if all you Port Charlotte people can dig into your hearts and put money in this hat, we're going to send it to a good cause. Now let's, let's let these kids play football. And I'm like, oh, they pity us. I remember going back to school. I remember sitting in the cafeteria and like all the interior roof had fallen down. And I was, remember eating with it. And I was so glad to have air conditioning. But as I was looking up, I could see pieces of little insulation just flying <laughs> off. Dude. <laughs> That was the worst part. I mean, don't even know the hurricane sucked, but afterwards, after Charlie, we had like two to three weeks of just you clean up all day with the chainsaw. And it was insanely hot. Insanely hot, insanely humid, and trash everywhere. When I say trash, I mean like like just nature. <laughs> Natural, tra- organic trash. You want to feel old? That was 18 years ago. Sh- shut up. Yeah. No, it wasn't. That was just the other day, Merce. I found my asshole. Mm. But like it, all right. So for those of you that don't know, like when we say Charlie around these parts, everyone just knows what we're talking about. But Hurricane Charlie was back in what two thousand four, Merce? Yeah, just the other day. Like I said, not very long ago at all. Uh, and it didn't last that long. What four hours? Yeah, it was like it was super. It was a small and really fast hurricane, but it was really powerful. It was like oh. a category four or five. And like, dude, it right spawned so many tiny tornadoes. Like that was the one thing that I could not wrap my mind around. The woods that go around my family's house, like there was different trails carved into the woods from where just tornadoes would spawn, rip out a line of trees. And I can remember being at my house and looking across the pasture where my grandmother lived and she had a bunch of pine trees in between us. And I remember all at once just watching the tops of them snap off. And we were like, oh, let's go. We better get inside. So, like, dude, when it started, we were very, oh, this ain't going to be that bad. We've lived through 50 hurricanes by this point. Well, because they kept saying, oh, it's going to hit Tampa. It's small. Yeah. You're not going to feel much of the effects. And I remember watching Wink News. We didn't barricade up, do anything. Everybody's outside BSing. And Jim Farrell, Wink it's News. It's turning. And he's like, I believe it's making a turn. And then, and uh, just like, I remember like running outside going, just yelling like, it's turning! It's turning! And my dad's face is just... You look like Mark Wahlberg in The Happening, or what is that movie where he's running from the plants by M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, d- damn you. you, you're not getting pop culture references. If it was scary, I didn't watch Dragging it. the ship down. It's not even scary, it's just retarded. Anyway. I was just thinking more like Will Ferrell screaming, it's happening. <laughs> but where were you again? At your aunt's? Oh, I was at my dad's. Oh, but yeah. my aunt and they were all over because they were like, oh, yeah, nothing's going on. That's a day like, off of I work. I like, looked at all their faces and all coming in to look at the TV and being like, oh, crap. Because then it was going to be like there in like two, three hours. Right. Like it was no time to prepare. Dude, my dad had like just moved to Palmetto and my mom still lived in Arcadia. And I actually went over there to help him board up 
just in case things get a little bad. And like I went over there, uh, and I think we were literally getting plywood out, cutting it, and starting to screw it on, or whatever. And we were listening to a radio, and we heard it's making a turn towards the Peace River. It looks like it's heading right for Arcadia. My dad just looks at me and goes, you need to get home now. And <laughs> I fly over here. We had boards. We put them up. I remember chaining, not on a, like, giant chain, on a, on a small, I don't know, I'd say, like, a garden chain, you know, nothing heavy duty. But I chained down a wheelbarrow to, like, a support beam because I was scared the wind would blow it away. And I remember seeing that chain tight and the wheelbarrow flying like a freaking kite at 45 degrees like up and I was like oh this is bad me and my brother had to get dogs out of the dog pen before a tree fell down and crushed it and like we made it out the back door halfway across the yard jumped in the pen got the dogs out and as I on our way back I made it back to the door in time but a gust of wind came by and maybe it's my 10 year old imagination exaggerating it but in my mind he got knocked from the middle of my yard to the corner of my yard by a gust of wind at least 20 feet, and we made it inside. That, that was crazy. Uh, I remember at the end of it, it uh, our house all was fine for the most part, except for a tree branch had broken off and like punctured a hole in like part of the roof. Right. And like it's still blowing like hell, and my dad's got tar paper out, and we're on top of the roof. And I remember laying on it, and this is like vibrating under me, like bouncing me up and down on the roof. Oh, like, like the roof is waving? No, no, the wind is blowing so hard on this big roll of tar paper that oh, okay. on it. That's yeah, all yeah. I can do to keep my weight on it. I remember his glasses go flying off his face, just like gone. Right? <laughs> the yard and like all the down trees and everything. And Your dad looks like he's on the side of a space station or something. Yeah, like he's, just yell, he's just yelling at me to hold it down and I don't know what he wants from me because my body weight physically can't. And he's just yelling and I'm just getting... Boy, like, get heavier! Yeah, he's just, <laughs> just like beating the crap out of me against the top of the roof. And Gain mass, boy! <laughs> What's wrong with you? Everybody knows that. But like, Alright, as crazy as Hurricane Charlie was, how crazy was it after... Oh, it was so bad. Dude, you, our town was under lockdown. Oh, the you National Guard rolled in. With AR-15s on every corner. People turrets, putting out... Turrets on the Humvees. Uh, people putting out signs in their front yard and, and Main Street you, saying... You loot, I shoot. You loot, I shoot. And Arcadia made the news, but not for the reasons that most towns hit by disaster do. Well, it made the news for the reason it usually does. Yeah. <laughs> town of hate. But... uh that's for another time. That's for another time. <laughs> Whatever that. Google it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Charlie was wild. So, whereas we are taking slight precautions against, uh, what's his name now? Ian? Yeah. yeah. We're, taking, we're taking precautions against Hurricane Ian. I don't think it's going to get that bad. I don't think Budweiser's going to have to bring in cans of water for everybody. I found a box of those, or not a box, like a flat of those, not so in the white cans. And FEMA making camps that they're all going to herd us into like sheep. I don't know about that one. but uh, And then they couldn't get them evicted back out. Yeah, <laughs> People yeah, decided yeah, to live, live there full time. I, I would, man. Hell yeah, it's your money. Use it up. Uh, kind of. Kind of. How long were you without power? You're closer where y'all's stuff's... You're closer Three to weeks? You're still three weeks. Yeah. Okay, we were like 17 days. Oh, that sucks. So yeah. you were asking, you were out a little longer. We were, but we did get, get we had a big generator after like 
four or five days. So whereas we don't think it's going to get that bad, if y'all just stop hearing from the Bandit Radio Hour after we're, we're going to publish this Tuesday, uh, uh, check in. I don't know. Maybe we're blown away. Maybe we have a new recording location somewhere in a somewhere in a tree. The CIA uses Ian as a cover. That's what it is. <laughs> there we go. They're taking they're taking us out before we make our mark and get big people. Saudi Arabians, give us more downloads. We we like y'all. We dig what you're doing. On on that end, not a lot of the other ends. If I'm being honest, but sad place. We appreciate the patron patronage. Patronage. There we go. Word of the day. All right, moving on from Saudi Arabians for the time being, at least. Uh, what the hell else is new? Tell me something good that happened in the past week, Merce. Uh, Dolphins won. Like which that, is, that which animal, is, the animal, they're three and zero, which is rare for them. The we dolphin, might actually the, see the playoffs. The the dolphin, the the marine mammal that that's enemy is uh, trout and other fish. That dolphin. Yes, that that dolphin. <laughs> I was trying to be a smart ass and you wouldn't let me do it, damn it. <laughs> Alright, obviously the football team, what, they're three and oh? Wait, wait, the, the Miami The Miami Dolphins. Dolphins is the only undefeated team in the AFC right now. Yes. That that Wow. Miami. So that's why the world's ending the hurricanes I, coming in. It's I actually know the significance of that because the Dolphins and I just know this as a Floridian that doesn't watch the sports ball. Uh, have they not sucked the past lifetime? They ride the short bus to the games, yes. yes. Uh, all the way uh, back until uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Wasn't yeah. that like the last time they were good? Basically. Uh, I know that football reference in that movie. Laces out. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's the second time we've actually referenced that in a podcast this week. <laughs> or in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Einhorn is Finkel. Yeah. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. But, so, like, here's my thing with the sports ball. The sports ball. With all the sports ball. Not like, all right, so I can appreciate it. Oh, uh, hang on, let me put this asterisk on here. I enjoy going and watching a, a live game of sports ball, whether it be the football sports ball or the baseball sports ball on occasions, even the basketball sports ball. Not and it's that. soccer. It's not football. It's soccer. No, yeah. Well, well, what Just are we, clarifying that. What are we, not American hippies? No. Just making sure. American hippies, mm. kind of. No. Soccer ball. <laughs> but, uh, no. Uh, if it was like, like, I kind of like high school versions of it. Because it's like, hey, everybody that goes to this school is going to all get together and we're going to make a team and play everybody against that school. I'm like, I can wrap my head around that. But whenever, like, I really like hockey. Like the concept of hockey. But whenever the Tampa Bay Lightning, a Tampa-based team that is full to the brim of Canadians wins the Stanley Cup. I'm like, is this the Tampa Bay winning it or is this the Canucks winning it at their game? I like the Everblades because they have the Gator logo. But, uh, solid point. <laughs> solid point. But, like, that'd be like finding out the Jamaican bobsledding team was mostly Dutch <laughs> and, and not these cool Rasta guys I watched in a 90s movie that I based most of my reality on. Again, referencing... Guy Ritchie. But, uh, like, and that, that goes for, like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It goes for the Tampa Rays. And I, I like watching these teams. And on, on one hand, like, there's that problem I have with it, that they're just buying people from other places to come here and play at this spot. Not just Tampa, any professional league stuff. Uh, they're just they're borrowing talent from other cities that, like, the highest better 
picks that talent. But, you know, that's like one thing. Like, that's, that's professional sports into itself. And I don't mind other people enjoying that. That's cool. The part that drives me bonkers is they take our money to do it by force. To build, like, stadiums and, like, these gigantic... If a private citizen was to build something that big, I don't know, that was self-serving, like, we would all be like, holy shit, what a waste of resources. And, like, I wouldn't mind professional teams building, like, these gigantic coliseums of stuff, but... I'd want to build a giant stadium for my own team, but then, like... Like, Cart- like Cartman, like, but nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Only five five fans are allowed into the stadium. So I got, just so I have to deal with all the people. You just, no, no, dude, you just. Well, one parking spot, just for me. Yeah, you put one parking spot and ten seats. Yeah. That's it for the whole, the whole stadium is redesigned. But it's just massive. No, but like, dude, imagine, uh, how can I put this on the other foot? What we do for sports, like, to, to my left wing listeners, imagine if we did that for, like, a gun range. Like, put millions and millions and millions of dollars into building just a gun range for people. That, which, like, me as a right winger, I'm like, oh, of course, that supports Second Amendment. We need to, we're supposed to train. But that's, that's me being silly. Don't Anywhere in like, a gun range if you're brave enough. <laughs> true. No, no, we don't condone that. I didn't process that I didn't before. Mean it I said, that way. Dude, no, that's bad. That would, okay, no. <laughs> Maybe. No, Not in all situations. Non nonviolent, not hurting anybody. I was talking like strictly target practice. Some though. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. I bet like, yeah, like shooting cans in your backyard type yes. of stuff. In a non residential setting. Yes. Uh, but anyways, no, it like to my like to my right wing listeners. What if that much money was given to build an art museum or something that was not even good art, like modern art that sucks, like banana tape to a pastel? Pastel? Is that what people paint on? Did I get that right? What no, do people pastel is a type of, is a color. Nah, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging a miss for the bandit. <laughs> I thought I was intelligent for a damn second. You're thinking of a canvas. There, that's it. Put that on a canvas, a banana, and call it modern art. God, I'll not talk about that subject ever again. <laughs> People, I know I try to encourage y'all, like, hey, tune in or, like, reply or something, tell me where I'm wrong. Y'all don't have to worry about art again coming out of my mouth. Uh, but we should sell a t-shirt with just a banana. <laughs> <laughs> just a banana on a canvas that says pastel. <laughs> Tune in. Cha-cha. Finger guns. But back to... Away from pastel, back to sports ball. Uh, So, like... Yeah, it blows my mind how much public funding goes to all these different stadiums and supporting teams and to make sure the team stays there. The way it's going when we build stadiums in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of them. Uh, But no, so, okay. I'm sorry for, like, total... Like, that's my neutral... My very unneutral biased starting point. Merce, why do you like the sports ball? Uh, well, hang on. What sports ball do you like? Uh, probably football. That's I mean, it. I like, I like baseball. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like. I I do not like basketball. No. And it's not like that. I dislike it. It's just I never got into it. I was tall and lanky and sucked at it, so I had no interest. We played. I played it one time in the, in the like the upwards. 
things like the yeah, Christian the League. youth league, and uh, it we were the whitest team. It was like all like the ranch kids with us. White. Oh, like I don't think I made a basket. The your, whole. your daddy's like, boy, we gotta find something else for you. I think he was annoyed that I was even there. You're like, I can do bookkeeping for the for the <laughs> baseball team. Um, and, no. I, and I would make fun of you while I sat on the bench and never played either. Ah, the dreams. Yeah. Look, at, look at us now. We have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're sure ahead of all those other guys that are like AC repairmen making a lot of money. Uh, but but I don't know. I just ever since I was little, just watching it, it was my family was into it. You know, watching the Gators. My mom loved. Dad loved the Gators. Mom loved the Dolphins. So it was just always like a fun thing to do. And then the older you get, it's more like a like kind of was like a pride thing. Like if when I was like bragging rights. My mom loved the Gators, the University of Florida Gators. My dad loved the Seminoles. And growing up, like when I was really little, well, one I, of them's right. Yeah, yeah. Looking back, my dad. <laughs> uh, but uh, guarding gold, baby. But no, like for like I would switch which one I liked. And but here's the thing: it would make me so upset when my team lost, and it didn't matter how hard I cheered. It didn't matter what I did. I could not affect the outcome of this game. I'm, I'm still the same way, and I still feel like I did something wrong. Short of illegal activities, I cannot <laughs> affect the outcome of that game. <laughs> pull a, pull a, what's that movie, it, Mercy, where she gets the guy, no, Misery, where she gets the author. And, oh, you don't watch scary movies. Damn you not giving my reference. She breaks an author's leg and keeps him. Oh, I, I you know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, and like takes care of him. He puts the wooden block between his legs. Short of me doing that to the quarterback or something like that, which I would still be nice enough to take care of the gentleman. Uh, like, yeah, I can't affect the outcome of the game. And once I realize that, I'm like, I'm going to focus my attention on something that I can affect directly. Hello, politics. And I nope, crazy. I, I still to this day let a group of college men ruin my week. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. No, I, but I get like I I get annoyed by equally dumb things like comic books, men in superhero tights that run around and do things that can piss me off really quick if it's written wrong. Uh, my inner nerd coming out, but which by the way, you know, it seems like most hyper football like you just like a good game of football. You probably are aware of a good amount of the players and what they can do. But you know, like these super football nerds that know every stat of every person of every. Oh, that's too much for me. Like, I'm like y'all are. Y'all are like another form of comic book nerd. Yeah, I don't do but, fantasy football, none of that stuff. All right, you want to know what is a great sport and defies everything I just said? It's Wall pro- No. Why did you say that? I don't know. It's just, I, we're talking about high school like stuff. I got painful like, memories of that. No, I always got hit in the mads. I think that gave me superhuman uh, baby making stuff. Because, yeah, I, I make them. Uh, can confirm. Can, I didn't get him pregnant, if that's what he was saying. No, but I've, I've, witnessed, <laughs> I've witnessed the babies. That's what I thought. Never mind. Get that thought out of here. Uh, but Pastel! <laughs> no, no, damn it. Where I was going was... UFC, it's, I believe, like, damn near all of the stadiums are, maybe they're not all privately funded, because it's like Las Vegas and stuff, well, they, they tour, they go to different areas, but that is one guy from this one city fighting, and there's no other teammate to blame it on, there's no, no and it is just 
two people beating the living hell out of each other. And that is, that is kind of sadly fun to watch. You can see the same thing at the Circle K at about 2 a.m. Yeah, if you're in the right zone, just throw a, throw a prescription pill bottle down there with Tic Tacs and watch them go. Form your own octagon. Do you remember the show Bum Fights? Dude, yes. <laughs> this one just what reminded me of. Yes, that. Uh, I watched quality, the doc- quality television. Uh, Count Dankula, who I've brought up on the on this series before, as a mini documentary on the uh, guys that made it, and yeah, it's pretty wild. Where where do you draw the line on consent? No, right, right in front of them and let them cross it. Yep, I, I get because it's like, hey, dude, do you want some heroin? We'll fight Larry over there that's missing half of his face. And what? Yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen the meme, but uh, what, what he did on Dr. Phil. Oh, he walked out dressed as Dr. Phil? Yeah, and then while Dr. Phil was arguing how he exploited uh, vulnerable people, the guy argued right back to him, like, so do you. <laughs> in every way, you exploit vulnerable people in... Change it up and mask it much more than I do. And I'm like, ooh, good point. I didn't actually watch the interview, but that, what that means, that was true. That sounds interesting. Again, y'all are just trusting some dude on the internet. So yeah, y'all, don't, y'all don't throw stones at me. So one thing I am certain about, though, that blew my mind. I have a brother who is pretty much uh, like not political at all. And God bless him. I think some of the best people are not political. They just do their job and they know a lot about that. They know a lot about real basic stuff. Uh, but he's a genius about this stuff. Anyways, I like talk politics to him a little bit. And he has a real base understanding of them. But no, like it's it's funny. His instincts tend to like agree with a lot of my thoughts and advanced theories. But some I never thought I'd hear him bring up. And this was thanks to UFC. He's like, yeah, you know, this guy won, and when he got on the microphone, he talked about this place called uh, called Yena or Heman, and I'm like, Yemen? He's like, yeah, that's the place, Yemen. He said, I guess this fighter's from Yemen, and like, there's this really messed up stuff going on there that that like they can't get food to kids and stuff like that, and it's really bad. He goes, but it, you know. It's real shit. And I was like, dude, this fighter spread this mess the same one I like on my first or second episode kind of went on like an autistic rant about this tragedy, tragedy in Yemen. Uh, And this fighter, God bless him, through fighting through grit, like is able to broadcast that message out to everybody. And you see a lot more stuff like that in UFC than you do in like NFL or a lot of these other, I, I don't even know, I know UFC is a corporation and the NFL is a corporation, but the NFL is much more corporate-y, like in its, in its demeanor and its look and its feel. The UFC is like, I don't know, it seems like they answer to a board, and I'm sure UFC does too, but Dana White for the most part is like, kiss my ass, I'm doing it how I want. I'm not paying the fighters a lot of money unless yeah, they win. That's like the, I forgot his point, they call him Patty the Batty, the um, and he got up there and he uh, did the whole spiel about suicide awareness. Yeah. And he had like a big long one that went on like that after he won a fight. So and, they, and they're like actually showing him like the next day after like the suicide hotline like got called way more than usual. So that's great. 
But how many people are just assholes calling up, be like, "Hey, what you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I figure, like, I, I don't believe there's that many terrible humans, but there are some terrible humans. Uh, but no, uh, you know, compare that when you're talking about like corporate demeanor. <laughs> what to they Colin say, Colin Kaepernick. But not just that. Even go back like 30 years. What they always say when they won the Super Bowl. I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disneyland. Disneyland paid them a lot of money. Whereas like these UFC fighters who've been through some shit are like, hey, here's this really horrible thing. Can we like try to not do that? And everyone's like, that's a cool idea, Mr. Bloody Face, Black Eyed and Cauliflower Deered Person. Let's let's listen to you. And that that's cool. And don't get me wrong, some of them are dumber than a box of rocks and piss me off, but I'll never tell you which ones because they'll come and beat my ass. And I'm no thank you. I'm allergic to punches. I break out all over. Uh, all right, so that's that's just me riffing on some stuff. Let's get down to brass tacks. Merce, how's the world doing in current events? Any new updates there? It's on fire. What 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 specifically is? Because we talked about this before the show, and uh, it, if y'all haven't seen the jinx meme I share on Twitter of all the different damn food care facilities burning, uh, check it out. But. Uh, Merce, what caught fire earlier today or this week? The world's largest produce market. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in, in Paris. Paris. Yeah. And uh, I think I read over 100,000 employees there, and it's where all the food is like distributed throughout Europe. Uh, convenience, going back to an earlier. So many conveniences. Uh, and. Uh, we're just going to keep updating y'all with each time this happens. Uh, because I tell you to, that we are getting into some more interesting waters. And there's never like a, it comes out as a reason why. Like, oh, Jimmy accidentally turned something or a car. Cr-. It's always just, oh, fire and well, we're shut down. I'll never forget the one I was reading where it was like, oh, there's some crazy right-wing conspiracy theorists out there that are saying this is planned and yada, yada, yada. But no, these kinds of fires break out all the time because food is fuel after all. And I'm like, oh, you know, they're kind of making like a valid point. But then like in that same article, they had like, here's our example, a news clip. And a stray dog found a hand grenade. Dude, it's almost like, so they're talking about how these accidents just happen in plants. In the news article, they show as evidence that right wing crazy right wingers, which I I don't really call myself a righty. I'm I'm a, I'm a bandit. I'm right handed. Yeah, I'm not a freak. I mean, <laughs> come on, like I belong to civil society. I'm not some left hander. Uh, but no, like the video clip they show is like it shows the news lady and it's like a private jet crashed into this food processing plant in the middle of nowhere, and I'm just like, oh. That has nothing to do with what the article said. Imagine being the guy that's got to like wipe off like the board. It's like days since jets crashed in the plant, like back to zero. Dude, it's it's some wild stuff, and I, there's and you know there's that dark end of like, oh man, what if hypothetically, Mister Algorithm that we're trying to please, uh, what if hypothetically there are people like actually up to this stuff? Like how scary of a idea is that, that it's not all just coincidence. But, you know, speaking of like coincidences, three of them came out of the blue in the past two weeks. In particular about the, the ideology I, I subscribe most to, which is libertarianism. Uh, if I'm putting a brand on it, uh, 
And let me tell you, the only time libertarianism like ever gets mentioned is if rightfully so with uh, Ron Paul, the greatest U.S. politician to ever live. We didn't listen. No, we didn't listen. Uh, that's what got Merce on this bandwagon. Hell, that's what got me and a lot of other people on this. Uh, but outside of him, like the only thing you hear about libertarians is what is Aleppo with Gary Johnson and how much of an idiot he was. It, but really like dumb minor league politician shit is what you hear about with libertarians. The past, like literally, I think the oldest video is six days old on this day, September 26th. I've heard three separate conservative figureheads coming out swinging hard about why, I shouldn't say it, why you shouldn't listen to libertarianism, but definitely they are critiquing libertarianism. And I'll tell you, the three, the three conservative people, I would ping them as some of the typically smarter conservatives. It is Ben Shapiro, Alex, freaking I have the documents, Jones. <laughs> and they're shocking the two. Hey, nope, I'm not, no Alex Jones impressions. I'm, I'm canning those this episode. No. Oh, disappointed. I'm fighting the inner demon inside of me from the third dimension of a parallel universe. I'm fighting that. Uh, but it was, so Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, and uh, uh, Crowder, Stephen Crowder, who's interviewing Alex Jones, but then in his own segment, uh, critiques libertarianism. And it's... Uh, Dave Smith's part of the problem that really brought this to my attention. But, man, listening to them, and then I went and separately, like, listened to the videos themselves. Ben Shapiro, he, he's got the, I'll, I'll start with him. Uh, he's got the oldest video, and you can you can uh, YouTube uh, Ben Shapiro libertarianism, and it's like the first one that pops up. He's sitting on a couch talking to some Pakistani-looking guy. He might not be Pakistani, just kind of looks like it to me. Uh, Middle Eastern fella, and they're talking about why libertarianism doesn't work. And, and like, here's the thing: Ben Shapiro, nine out of the ten things he talks about, he knows. If he does not know every angle of that debate or conversation, he knows how he can build his argument in the right kind of angles to kind of look for the outcome he's looking for to dominate, like a good argument, like whether it's. Israel, but some stuff I agree with him on, some stuff I disagree with him on. I see him do the same things and kind of, it's a really good argumentative tactic. Uh, and man, he just kind of craps the bed uh, when he's talking about the, the ideals of libertarianism. And like one of the examples he gives, he goes, well, you know, I'm in a Jewish community and like a private like Jewish community. He doesn't say private, but that's what he means. Like, well, I'm in an HOA or something like that. We all have to do Jewish customs and stuff. He goes, that's very anti-libertarianism because we're not letting people just, like, do what they want. It's like, oh. no, you moron, you are. Y'all bought land, and you're saying, on my land, you have to act this way to buy a house from us. And I'm like, that's right in line with libertarian principles. Like, if, And that's, that's one of the things, at least in my opinion, you would... If you had everybody like just dealing with property owners, you would have you would still have some very right wing places and some very left wing places like you like you do today, but they'd be answerable like to themselves. And like to Ben Shapiro's point about like well like we're you know 
we're kind of a conservative Jewish community where I live and raise my kids. It's like that that's the point that you're arguing like for libertarianism uh, in a sense, like the property. I, don't, I should say more capitalistic or right wing libertarianism because there are technically left wing libertarians that are like abolish private property and rent is theft. And I try to entertain their arguments and it makes my head spin around in circles. Much more so than taxation is theft. I, I get that. I see that in my paycheck. Uh, but I digress. Uh, so, like, that was just, like, a taste of Ben Shapiro. And that, like, seemingly misunderstanding at that beginning point of, like, no, no, no. There's still going to be rules and people making rules. It's just not the government with a gun. It's the property owner with a deed and conditions and terms and conditions. Or a gun. Or gun. Yeah, but that's that property owner. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, to go from him, uh, and that, like, he's got like a 15, or I think it's a 10 minute video, pretty much breakdown of it. And it's just a lot of misunderstandings of the philosophy. Like, I, I feel like when a lot of people hear libertarianism, they think like, oh, some guy that can just get naked and do all the drugs while he's walking down the street as whatever he pleases, as quote unquote, as long as he's not hurting anyone, man. And it's like, no, if someone owns the street, it'd be like that guy trying to do drugs and walk in Walmart without any clothes on. Like there's going to be people there to be like, oh, get the hell out. And if not just civilized, decent people. Uh, however, jumping off them, Going to Alex Jones being interviewed by Steven Crowder. I don't know. Like, yes, Alex Jones was right about a lot of shit. Like, no doubt. But man, and God bless him, I, I think. Uh, well, Merce, I'll just ask you. Do you believe Alex Jones believes everything he's saying? Yes. Every single word? You believe he believes? To, to an extent. And then okay. I also think he doubles down because, you know, he's a political figure and he likes to be a little bit over the top. Okay. okay. I would say about 90% of it comes out of his mouth he truly believes. And just uh, theatric. I think, he got, I think he got lucky on a bunch of like crazy theories oh, and he's just like and now he's just convinced that like if I say it, it's true, yeah. yeah. Alright, let me pay homage to the great Alex Jones. Dude, he, he had Epstein's Island like back in the 90s. Like he was saying that when, back when I started getting like a little conspiracy minded, I'm like no, c come now. Our overlords wouldn't do things like that. The FBI would stop. Like it. I said, he got he early on he got a bunch of theories right, and now he just is grasping straws, and it's just like yeah. And I think at worst, worst case scenario for Alex Jones, he doesn't believe half the stuff he's saying, but he's saying it in a way that's permeated culture and made people much more aware of the horrible things our government is doing. But I, I'd say out of the three... I think he did a good job of waking up the older generation. I remember my dad... True. Being, my dad being like, you seen InfoWars? <laughs> <laughs> but dude, InfoWars woke so many people up. Like, like you said, the older generation with like AM stations and stuff like that, they'd run out and getting up into the internet era. Uh, and I'd say out of the three of them, what it is Ben Shapiro, Alex Jones, Stephen Crowder... I'd probably say he's the most, like, libertarian-minded. Like, oh, my God, it's one world government. we got to have a sovereign state. I've never off. listened to a lot of him. I just only see what makes it on the Internet. So part of me is just like, oh, Joe's just a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he admits that he had some brain injury growing up. 
Which is why I say I believe, I truly believe he believes. <laughs> but, no. He, he kind of started deconstructing libertarianism on Stephen Crowder's show. Uh, and he was like, you know, what libertarians don't account for is that these giant corporations that all libertarians love, which, no, 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 no we don't. Uh, but that they're going to buy up and take up and uh, fund the government. And they'll be able to control what government's left. So that's the thing libertarians don't account for. And it's like, dude, this is like libertarianism 101. Like, that's why we don't want government because we know corporations do this. So we want a level playing field. Like, any, anything you do, what was the last episode I talked about the Arabs donating to Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Even though you can't, yeah, yeah. You know, technically it's illegal to fund, uh, for a foreign country to fund American politics, but they find a way. Um, but no, so Alex Jones just kind of tees off on some minor things that are incoherent. For the most part. Like, kind of like Ben Shapiro, like, calling out and making a mark, but an imprecise mark when these people are normally more precise. You think there's a reason why they all did it? <laughs> well, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting there, because the last one I want to talk about is Mr. Stephen Crowder, who claims, and this is, I'm, I'm echoing a little bit of Dave Smith, so I apologize, but he brought up a good point, and I want to expand upon it. Stephen Crowder claims he, he's not a libertarian, but he is a constitutional conservative and wants, to, wants the government to only abide by the Constitution. It's like, oh, if, if that's true, and you mean that, and you've read, like, the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers, and you thoroughly understand what they were trying to implement by the Constitution, you are a radical libertarian in how you believe the government, the federal government should operate. Like, it's like, whiskey tax is a step too far. Like, it's, it's if you're actually going by what they meant in acting this stuff, like, you know, hey, First Amendment, does that mean it's legal to lie on the federal government level? And, uh, you know, the other founding father in the Federalist paper going, yes, of course, because then you'll have, the, if not, you'll have the federal government saying what's a lie and what's truth, and we can't have that. <coughs> looks around at modern day <laughs> institutions saying that everywhere. Uh, so by his like own state, and this is something that tr drives me crazy with so many quote unquote constitutional conservatives who will then say what a great institution the FBI is. It's just headed by misguided people. And I'm like, well, if you're a constitutional conservative, you should know that like, it doesn't belong. No, like this, none of this should be here. So, Anyways, I wanted to, like, if, if you did hear about this, I wanted to refresh your memory. If not, I wanted to update y'all on, like, three pretty big uh, limited government conservatives. I'd say three of the most popular ones. Merce, can you think of any more? Maybe Tucker is the only one that's more popular than them. I can't think yeah. of really any other right-wingers, at least in the, in the States. Man, literally, I looked it up right right before this podcast. Ben Shapiro was the first episode, and that was six days ago. And the three examples I gave, they're right off the bat. And I'm like, the reason I'm saying all this is like, why all at once? And I don't believe, like, <laughs> my cartoonish mind really wants to be like, oh, they they all met in a cigar-smoke-filled room with, like, the four big bankers, J.P. Morgan Chase and the Rockefellers. And they said, hey... We're going to tell you exactly what to say and spin it this way so we can get people off our trail. 
I don't, I don't think that. I, I think it's more kind of like a, a, a natural defense mechanism. Because I really, I, I mean, everything is an anecdotal, and I, I don't like basing things on that. But in my private life, I run into so many, like, screw the term libertarian or conservative or liberal. The amount of people I run into that just strictly want to be left alone by whether, like, the vaccine mandates or... We're going to bleep that out, what I just said. <laughs> to please the algorithm. Sorry, everybody listening. Y'all are going to be clueless. But y'all probably figure it out. It's when the government started telling people what to do in the past three years, uh, along with private corporations. Uh, but anyways, sorry. I don't think it's that. I think it's like the popularity of this idea of this meme of this thought of leave me alone. And I want to figure out like my local community and I want to influence that and get away from stop being tied to the hip of what California and New York and Texas and Minnesota and the Ukraine are doing like, no, and like section it off and get to ourselves. And that's kind of, th I think these conservative figureheads, they can smell the blood in the water and they know the tide's changing. So maybe quell it while it tries enough. Maybe, I don't know. I think it's an instinctual reaction though. I don't think it's like a planned thing. Speaking of planned and instinctual, I mean, if, there, if there's two people on that side of the aisle that can line up with those terms that aren't just uh, talking heads that are actually paving the grindstone. Paving the grindstone, that's not the right words. I'm tired, I don't care, I'm sleeping, it's midnight. Uh, but the two people I'm talking about are Trump and DeSantis. And I'm hearing- 2024. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of chatter of them going against each other for <coughs> a president. Like, not, none of them pledging to it or anything like that, except Trump's all but said that, you know. Um, but man, I tell you, that for, for one, I, from the polling I've seen, it seems that DeSantis is actually more popular than Trump in some areas. I just don't want to lose him in Florida. That's my thing. I'm like, I hope he does not run for president. Instead, I hope he chooses secession for Florida and just tries to live out his life as governor. I just shed a tear. Yeah, yeah, like that would be, and you know, and then if Miami wants to secede from Florida and so does no, we Orlando. It. Sorry for any listeners in Miami. Yeah, but we, we don't have to. We just let them break off, be Miami, everybody else that don't want to be part of it just runs away to, oh no. Second Cuba. And then Arcadia and the... Has its own immigration policy and each, like, you know, who we're going to sell to and stuff like that. And hell, each neighborhood can. That's the, that's the kind of immigration policy I'm down for. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but Trump running or not does interest me. But what interests me, like, so much more than that is what the hell happens after Trump? Which... Which way are we swinging down? Because this is, like, what, in Italy, didn't, like, their really far right wing just get elected, Merce? Yep. How right wing is their really right wing? I mean, 
I'm not gonna go full Mussolini, but like, do they do like the the chef's kiss like way too much? Like you mama, like that, like is it that right wing? <laughs> All right, Mario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did Mario say your mama? If so, I need to play those games a lot more. Yeah, I think I, I think that's like the, the bonus feature. It's no, like, there you That's why I liked Luigi. Uh, no, it's just he was tall and goofy and not as popular as everybody else. So I was like, I like you, Luigi. I identify with you. Then he had a haunted mansion, and I wouldn't touch that shit. Thank you. Sorry, Luigi. I played it one time at the when Walmart used to let you play the games. Yes. And I didn't like it. Uh, what, you have a vacuum cleaner? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that turned me off. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm already playing Call of Duty. Black it was the ghosts for me. The ghost? I was scared of the ghosts. Like the Mario ghost? Was it like... Well, that's why he's got the vacuum cleaner to suck up the ghost in his haunted mansion. Well, I can't remember what the ghosts looked like. Was it like ghosts of like... Like, did they look like Luigi or did they look like Boo? Like, like Boo, but... Oh. Yeah, that, that even, that even scared me through Mario Brothers. Jesus. We will survive one way or another when this world comes crashing down. Boos are not... I don't fear the apocalypse. I fear things that aren't real. How odd. Boo went from a from a ghost in Mario to what a, what a typically ghetto girl calls her boyfriend. We've come full circle. We have. Or at least half of it from Mario to ghetto. Because Mario, Mario transcended a lot of cultures and a lot of incomes. Uh, so good, good on you, Mario. But guys, listen, we are we are burnt out. It's twelve thirty, and I worked cows today, and we gotta get ready for a hurricane. Yeah, yeah, we got the new update uh, about an hour ago, and it uh, it's not good. It's coming. It's coming right for us. Uh, but before we get out of here, we're going back to a fan favorite segment. What is it called? Uh, Black Action News Reporter Merce. Florida man. Florida man. Uh, what? Mercy's gonna add off some headlines for us, and uh, we'll get my reaction on it while I'm, while I'm staying awake on this uh, tall glass of water I have. Going in live, uh, you know, in our original Florida man segment, we talked about the guy that tried to buy the child. Yeah. Just uh, just dropped an update on that. The Florida man who allegedly attempted to buy a child for a hundred thousand dollars dies while in custody. How would he die? Uh, finding that out now, but I mean, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, d- definitely, but I'm, I'm curious, is this like prisoner justice? Is this... I'm, he was I'm found Epstein. Yeah. Or it says, earlier this week, Kolb suffered a medical event and was taken to the hospital and later died. I'm going to say... An act of God. Yeah. Medical event. Tried to buy a girl. What, it was like a... Uh, from the mom, right? Yeah, just like, yeah. hey, here's, here's, here's a stack. Give me your kid. Man. Do you think she entertained it? Or was she like instantly no and angry? Man. No. Or she could... was like, how much? Okay. If he'd offer her. So, okay. So was she insulted by the price? Yes. If like... he just like came out and offered her a hundred million, would he have a child right now and not be in jail? Or dead? Dude, like... They I, say everything has a price. And this yeah. is... I know this is dark. I love my children, but I'll be straight up. It would cause me to pause. If, that, like, yeah. if they said, like, 100 million cash in the suitcase, I'd be like, oh, no, no, all right, I gotta kill you now. But then then take the money. Uh, Thank you for the offer. Like, yeah, I, I have pretty kids. Yep. I, I appreciate it, but I've gotta call the law. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Then after you're dead. And I got the money. Because you just tried to approach my child without any money and take her. That's what I tell the cops. Uh, but what's next in Florida news? Lay it on us. 
uh, Florida man chases down and plucks feathers from Sandhill Crane. Oh, dude, rip eyes of the sky. I don't know what other context, what the context is, but so if people don't know about this bird. Oh, uh, to call it a bird is kind of an understatement. It's more like and it's a, an endangered species here. I I don't argue that, that, that that's point. What they've got it labeled. There's only three hundred left. Horse crap. I've seen three hundred of them in a pasture. Uh, but no, they are literally a bird. Like Merce, how tall do they get? Like five foot. I'd say it's like a good four. Good four, solid four, and they're like giant cranes. And their beaks are giant daggers. <laughs> they're, they're huge birds. And uh, they make this awesomely not annoying at all sound that goes... <gasps> something like that. I'm uh, so using that for a ringtone. Yes. Uh, and, uh, but they... Uh, what? A dude chased it down and plucked There's it There's not a lot to go with it. But yeah, he apparently ran it down, grabbed it by the neck, and uh, started ripping its feathers. Oh, wait. Where? Uh, this would have been Polk County, I'm guessing. Oh, that's a pretty Polk thing to do. That is. Or Highlands. I could see some folks in Highlands. Uh, Jupiter. Jupiter! Yeah, Wait, is that, is that down there on the uh, East Coast? Yeah, but farther north. Not It's not down. Yeah, okay, okay. Up by Fort Pierce. But yeah, there's not a whole lot, not a whole lot of contact. So they said they saw him running down, ripped the feathers off, and then, uh, People tried to stop him, and he just held, started hold, shoving the feathers in their faces, asking if they wanted some. Dude, so, I don't know what drugs he's on, but that's pretty hardcore if you're going to attack one of the birds and start taking feathers. I don't know. I worked with a cowboy who quite literally called them ribeyes of the sky. He like lived off the land. Would he eat rattlesnake? Would he eat anything he came across? And yep, he, he didn't notify anybody when he was eating the ribeye. Uh... Alright, Merce, we got a story to walk us out on. Uh yeah. Florida boat captain who cut the tether to parasail is charged in tourist death. Oh what? <laughs> yeah, it's not all it's not all fun in the game. What a nightmare! <laughs> what what's the captain doing? So hang on, hang on, let's let's explain. So a guy is like being dragged by a boat, like in a parasail, like yeah. tightrope high above it, tied to the boat. Tourist and the captain just walks up with his pocket knife and cuts it and was like, to hell with you? Uh, essentially, the operator of a parasailing boat has been charged in the death of a young mother after he cut the tether Ooh. and she and two boys are being towed near the Florida Keys. Ooh, in the Keys. Yeah. That's where people don't come back from. The three fell from an unknown height and were dragged through the water for two miles by the parasailing canopy until they came snagged on the old seven-mile bridge. Oh, this went from kind of funny and dark to just really sad and dark. Mom and kids? Yeah. Ah. Well, let's let's try to end on better news than that. A hurricane's coming. <laughs> Yay. Oof. Talk about cutting ties. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guys, that's going to do it. We got to get prepped for this thing. We got to put up boards and lock her down. And I got to eat a lot of crow from when I was talking smack about this hurricane's going to be nothing burger. Uh, we'll find out. Tune in to see how we recover from Hurricane Ian in the next Bandit Radio Hour. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bandit Radio. Uh, on Instagram, we got a Facebook group now. Merce is always putting up shorts and clips and memes and stuff like that. Uh, yep, just type Bandit Radio Hour in basically anywhere and you'll find us, except TikTok. You will find us. And hey, 
If you got anything to correct on this episode, there's probably a lot. I'm really sleepy. I'm tired, but I like it. I dig it. It's more free flow, more free thought. And uh, y'all join us next time. Y'all take it easy. Peace out.